Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Don't mind us. We're just doing a show here, sir. Most enduring traditions of the season are best enjoyed in the warm embrace of kith and kin. <laughs> this tree is a symbol of the spirit of the Griswold family Christmas. Dad, did you bring a saw? Merry Christmas, you sports maniacs. It's the Sports Yak Podcast with Corey and Chuckles. Sports Yak is brought to you by Big and Tall Outlet on Napanee Street in Elkhart and at BigandTallOutlet.com. Follow them on Facebook and Twitter as well, because big guys gotta look good too. Get ready, South Bend. Here comes Elkhart. Here's what you've been waiting for. Mishal Mashahaka. Whatever. Just start the show, would you please? All right, welcome to episode 32 of the Sports Yak. Hey, you maniacs. So I thought I'd start calling our fans. I know that Jimmy Short started doing that. Maniacs. Get it? Because there's a yak at the end. I get that, yes. Does that do anything for you? Not really, but that's okay. It doesn't have to do anything for me as long as it does for the listener. Chuck, you sound a little under weather. Whose hand did you shake to get this way? Um, perhaps Chris Freebie, because he's sick too. So, Or my daughter Rosie brought it home from Dayton last week, I'm pretty sure. <sighs> we had some sick people call in this morning. Uh, well, on the actual, that stands to reason. On the program. Right. They still wanted to play the trivia game, but they were under the weather in bed. So they weren't fresh out of bed and head-to-head. They were fresh in bed. <laughs> And actually stale in bed. And head, and head to head cold. Head. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we've got so much to cover here for our weekend episode. I'm excited that you're here, though, so I appreciate you, even though you've got your box of Kleenex. Handy just in case. But I wanted to be here for the Jim Brown episode, the O.J. Simpson episode, the Sandy Koufax episode, episode 32. They don't call you the Rain Man of sports podcasts or anything. They don't call me that at all. Why start now? Exactly. You want to go with number one versus number two this Sunday? You want to start there? Sure. Notre Dame looked very impressive last night. Enrique Agumbawale, another 30-point effort, and the Irish ran Iowa all the way back to the cornfields. 105-71 last night, so it sets up number one Notre Dame, number two UConn, Gino Oriama bringing his evil empire into Purcell Pavilion. Game already sold out. You can't get a ticket, and it should be a great atmosphere at Purcell. Four o'clock tip-off. I'm Pulse FM. Do you have plans on Sunday? I may go to that one. I've got an extra ticket. Oh, do you now? I do. Hmm. Intriguing. Intriguing. I will let you know. Offers on the table. I appreciate that. Is there still no love lost there between those two coaches, or has it settled down a bit? I think it's settled down. You know, nobody has beaten Gino more than Muffet. 
She has 12 wins against him. The only other coach with 12 wins against Gino is Harry Peretta, who was at Villanova forever. Good tactician. Harry always gave Muffet fits, too. They beat Iowa last night. Let's talk about Iowa just a bit. I was ranked number 14th, by the way. You were? No, Iowa is ranked number 14. That cold threw me off. I know. I was ranked. I was like, oh, I didn't know that you had a this uh, announcer says some things while the mic is on during the men's basketball the game. The Iowa men's basketball announcer, Gary Dolph. Iowa down six at the half, 46 to 40, needing to clean some things up defensively. Back with our halftime show in a minute. This is Hawkeye basketball from their field. He's pretty good, too. Yeah. How, how do we not get anybody yeah. like that? Do they not want him? Not we just, we just don't. I mean, it's just year after year after year. We'll get a, a key piece like that. Just get one. They got three or four. This guy's first year. Oh, I'm sure he knows where they're at, Duke. Yeah. Yeah, True. Handling all that. We get Macy Daly. Dribbles into a double team with his head down. Three pure freshmen. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. And they're both in double, two of them are in double figures. I like Johnson. Oh, man. I I I like Allen. I like McGowan. He was a Hargrave military one. Yeah, he was one at Hargrave. Thoughts on that? Well, first of all, he didn't use any profanity. He sounded like he spoke out of frustration. What I found interesting was, okay, he gets a two-game suspension, which I think is a little harsh for that. And the athletic director throws some gasoline on the fire by saying, well, there have been some building tensions. Well, why are there building tensions with your number one announcer? What's the problem? Why haven't you spoken to him about this? Why are you taking it public? I think that's a Bush League move by the Iowa AD, but I'm used to that from university athletic people because they don't always seem to know how to diffuse situations. Oregon wound up in the same kind of pot this week. They put out a video of Pac-12 Commissioner Larry Scott signing his new contract, which apparently was supposed to be a big secret. Oh, And a newspaper ran the video on its website, and then all of a sudden the video was yanked because the Pac-12 didn't want that to be out there. You and I are both in the world of broadcasting in the uh, back of your mind in the archives. Ever said anything on the air that you wish you wouldn't have? Oh, yeah. I mean, I have, but nothing... Nothing we can throw you under the bus for right now? No, I don't think so. Before we move forward, let's go live to Derek at Big and Tall Outlet on Napanee Street in Elkhart. Notre Dame apparel for your undefeated Irish. Good morning, guys. This is Derek coming to you from Big and Tall Outlet in Elkhart, Indiana. With Notre Dame being undefeated and them heading to the playoffs coming here in a few weeks, and with it being the Christmas season, we do have a great selection of big men's Notre Dame apparel. Got a couple different polos. These are available in sizes, I believe about a 2X all the way up to 6X. The charcoal one here runs $49 and the navy one runs, I believe, 52. So we got green t-shirts, charcoal, navy, heather navy t-shirts. I'd like to invite you guys in and you can also shop at bigandtalloutlet.com. A lot of these items would be available on the website. Thank you guys.
Tommy LaStella. Thoughts? I guess Al Spangler will be the pinch hitter now, or maybe Thad Bosley if you want to go back to the 80s. No, Tommy LaStella did a great job as a left-handed pinch hitter for the Cubs. He was the best pinch hitter in baseball last year. Nice fill-in utility guy, but you can't really be paying those kind of guys over a million dollars, and that's what he would be due this year. So they trade him to the Angels for a player to be named later, and of course everybody says, oh, Mike Trout? No, you're not going to get that for Tommy LaStella. I'm sorry. You know, this time of year, and of course because uh, I'm a movie guy, I think of a Moneyball situation where we're trading you to the Angels. Here's the phone number for their travel guy. You're on an airplane. (laughs) This time of year, does he live in Chicago or is he wherever his home base is and maybe an agent calls him? Yeah, they probably called Tommy's agent and Tommy's agent probably called him. It's possible because Tommy was so well-liked on the ball club, it's possible Theo called him directly and said, hey, we're doing this, and and explained it to him. And it's like, hey, you've got another team over here waiting for you. Right. Enjoy the warm weather. And and hopefully he gets more of a chance to play, which is what every guy wants. Sports Yak is brought to you by Big and Tall Outlet in Elkhart. Big and Tall Outlet features big and tall men's clothing from many of the leading big men's catalogs for 50% off manufacturer's suggested retail price. That's Big and Tall Outlet on Napanee Street in Elkhart and at BigandTallOutlet.com. Follow them on Facebook and Twitter as well, because big guys got to look good too. Here's what the critics are saying about the Sports Yak Podcast. You guys suck! Find your happiness with the Sports Yak Podcast wherever you listen or download podcasts. Jeff Brom staying at Purdue. Uh, We still have not heard from Louisville, but we have heard from (laughs) West Lafayette. Boy, these Louisville fans. Some of those headlines. Have you read some of those? Well, there were threats made to Brahms' alma mater because he didn't come back. His yeah. high school alma mater because he didn't come back to Louisville. People are nuts. They closed the high school down that day. Absolutely idiotic. I thought I read a quote that said, I am at where I'm supposed to be and Purdue is... Well, and Purdue sweetened the pot. He's getting $5 million a year to coach Purdue. What's his record at Purdue in two years? 12 and... 13 and 12. 13 and 12. So he's a game above 500, and Purdue says, this is the greatest thing ever. But they threw some incentives in there. What kind of incentives would be? Uh, Well, bowl. Bowl game, winning the Big Ten, getting to the college football playoff. I mean, you can make it as incentive-laden as you want to. Percentage of graduates? Would they throw that in there? It could be. Okay. How do you feel about him staying there? Is that a good thing for him? It's a good thing for Purdue. It gives stability to the program, and it it makes it feel like they've made a commitment to football, which was one of the arguments always against Purdue. They've bettered their facilities. They have improved their coaching staff, and it does seem to be a program on the upward plane. The other thing about Purdue is the division that they sit in in the Big Ten. 
is an easier division to win than the one with Michigan and Ohio State. And Purdue right now, the football team, we're waiting for... We're waiting for Sunday to find out which bowl game they will go to. Now, remember, we talked about this, I think, on Monday that I had read somewhere that they were a possibility for a New Year's Day Bowl, but it looks more likely that they will either wind up in New York for the Pinstripe Bowl or perhaps Detroit for the Quick Lane Motor City Bowl. Yeah. Uh, What time is that show? Uh, I think it's 2 o'clock on Sunday. Sunday? All right. I watched a story about this on the news, and I'd love to get your take on it, if you will. 49ers release Reuben Foster. Mm-hmm. Redskins say, oh, we'll take him. Domestic uh, abuse uh, allegations. What do you think about this? Two domestic abuse allegations within the last year. Marijuana charges, weapons possession charges. I don't know what's going through the Redskins' mind. Why they think Reuben Foster is that good and that important to have in their camp. Uh, Now, the first domestic abuse allegation, it should be duly noted, was later withdrawn as his girlfriend who offered the allegation said she lied. She is also the one making this domestic abuse allegation. So, unfortunately, that makes everybody's eyebrows go up and wonder if this one is actual or not. Mm -hmm. But you can't get around the weapons charges, the marijuana charges. There's obviously... um, a bad vibe with this guy right now, and I don't know why the Redskins would want to bring that into their camp. The way that looks, what do you think that says to a young high school player and how this is all being handled? Well, it it certainly gives a message that you can do whatever you want and you're going to get second and third chances if you're really, really good at football, which I'm, I think that's a terribly unfortunate message to send. It's a mess! How about a feel-good story? You up for one of those? Yeah, much better than Reuben Foster, that's for sure. When Riley Morrison and her dad went shopping for Under Armour's Curry 5 shoes, mm-hmm. the Curry 5s, on the website's girls section, they came up empty. So what does she do? The nine-year-old sits down and writes Stefan a letter. I love that. The guy's a superstar, but she's like, I'm going to write the guy a letter. Handwritten letter, too. Didn't have somebody type it out and email it. Yeah, and uh, this is online. You can actually see the letter. Here's what I love. He sits down, writes her back. Handwritten letter. I appreciate your concern. I've spent the last two days talking to Under Armour how we can fix the issue, unfortunately, and he even tells her what the problem was. We've got labeled smaller sizes as boys on the website, and we're correcting it right now. I'm going to send you a pair of Curry 5s. He said plan on being with him in Oakland that day. I think it's a class move by Steph Curry taking a look at this note from this little girl and saying, hey, th- this is really a problem, and it's not the message that he wanted to get across. Of course, he's got the same problem as anybody else. It probably moves a little quicker through Under Armour with him making the phone call than you or me, but still trying to work his way through the chain and find out, okay, what the heck did go wrong here? Why don't we have any girls' shoes? Say happy birthday to Bo Jackson. How old's Bo today? 56. Tell you what, one of the great all-around athletes of our time. And that Bo Nose campaign, it's funny you should mention that because I was thinking maybe we should just change our sideline reports for the 46th game of the week to Bo Nose. Bo Nose. It's been long enough. It'll be a throwback to your older people such as I who watch. And then see if Nike would like to sponsor it. Happy birthday to Billy Idol today. Favorite Billy Idol song. I love White Wedding. 
Oh, yeah. Great can, voice, by the way. I can picture a young Chuck Freebie out on the streets of Elkhart. Driving one hand. You got to drive one handed to this song, right? And, and what car was one handed? Oh, 1976 Chevy Caprice. Come it on, was tan. Now. I'm sorry, it was what? Tan. tan. Yeah. It was skin. Mine is a little bit of a, a deeper cut. Oh, yeah. Eyes without a face. That's a nice one. Remember this one? Mm hmm. Oh. Uh, can I share with you my it's a bit Billy... of a weird song? But... Yeah, a little bit weird. Can I share with you my Billy Idol story? Go ahead. The year was 1989. Billy Idol had just been in a motorcycle wreck and almost canceled his world tour, but uh, got on the good foot, got into physical therapy, and decided I'm going to go out and do my thing. He's going to have a cane on stage with him. Interesting. So he comes to Kalamazoo Wings Stadium. You familiar sure. with that yeah, facility? Absolutely. And it's the uh, it's the tour with uh, Cradle of Love. Remember that song? Yes, Rock the Cradle of Love. It's uh, Billy Idol, Faith No More, and his girlfriend at the time in tow, downtown, Julie, Julie Brown. Brown. So uh, through the record label, I get backstage passes for my current girlfriend at the time and I. And uh, this is after the show. And he walks in, Chuck, perfect hair, the blonde, spiky, whatever. Right. Big pair of sunglasses and an orange sweatsuit. An entirely orange sweatsuit. Orange sweatsuit. Did he just get out of prison? Great question. <laughs> Giant cross hanging around his neck. And then this strap right here, he had uh, his leg was hooked up to machinery. Like Nagel. Yes. <laughs> he went and saw his podiatrist. Yes. And so he's uh, he's having, it's like, um, it's doing something to his muscles. It, what's contracting the muscles. Yes. So I. Them so they don't atrophy. I'm last in line to speak to Billy Idol and get my autograph. And I've got my Sharpie ready. I've got my CD ready. And it's my turn. He looks at me. And I said, Billy Idol, I've been a fan since I was a young boy. Rebel yell. White wedding. You are the voice of the teenage generation for me. And I just want to say it's so great to meet you. And uh, great show tonight. And he says to me, and I quote, Oh, it's great, mate. Thanks, Billy. Can you sign this? Yeah. How much did that disappoint you that you walked away from? The... Obviously, you have a story, and here we are 29 years later. But how much did that disappoint you that, okay, I met an idol, Billy Idol. See uh -huh. what I did there? Yes. I met an idol, and it eh, wasn't. It was slightly rock and roll that I couldn't understand him, and it was a thick English accent. Right. You know, I mean, and he seemed. He was genuinely like, it was cool. Now. By the way, you mentioned Rebel Yell. I would probably put that above White Wedding. I had forgotten about that one. Downtown Julie Brown was in the room, and she was. As annoying as you would think she was when you saw her on TV. She's still annoying on Sirius XM. Oh, is she really on there? Yeah. Does she host like the 90s channel? Yes, exactly. Oh, oh gosh. By the way, yes? since you brought up the 90s channel, here, here's one to bounce off you and the Maniacs. Which is the best and the worst decade of music? In my opinion, right off the top of my uh, argumentative, debatable uh, head, the 80s top 40 music is the best of all time really the 90s is the worst 40 is the worst in I, the history I, of music i agree with you there i worst. thought the 90s was 
terrible. 90s rock, not bad. There were some game changers with Nirvana and Pearl Jam, and, and a lot of stuff happened in the 90s. But top 40 90s music is the worst music of all time, and I'll, I will go to task on that one with anybody. The 60s was such an evolution. Yes. You you went from kind of the, uh, I'm going to throw out a, the kind of Righteous Brothers Letterman sound mm-hmm. all the way up to the Beatles and Hendrix and Rolling Stones and, and just such an evolution of music in the 60s. The 70s was all over the place, mm-hmm. but there was some great stuff in there. There was a lot of experimenting happening. Well, yes. Both in music and outside of music. Yes. The outside of music probably creating some of the music. I agree with you, though. The 80s, pretty consistent in in just churning out great stuff. And, of course, Michael Jackson somewhat at the forefront of that. But the, uh, the emergence of artists like Madonna, I wouldn't call Cyndi Lauper a game changer, but she had a really good decade Yes, in the 80s. Um, just some other great artists but boy what a, i mean i i come across songs on the 90s channel sometimes and i'm thinking what what yeah, were you, people you, thinking? you can't turn it quick enough you no. cannot turn it quick enough that's so interesting that you said michael jackson of all people on this day in music history thriller comes out really the entire in no, in, album. oh the entire album because the song had been out wasn't the song connected with Halloween? This was the first single. Right. Boy, I'm going to have to do my homework on that. Thriller might have been a year later for Halloween. Okay. Because you're right. That's huge marketing for October. Right. And scary or whatever. But I think it was Billie Jean, Beat It, Thriller. You know what? We can find that out right now. That's very nerdy, but we can find that out right now. In the now. meantime, let me bring this back to sports. Yes. On this day in Notre Dame football history, two Notre Dame football coaches have been fired. You know who they are? No. Tyrone Willingham and Charlie Weiss were both given their walking papers on November 30th. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's fun to look at on your old Facebook memories, huh? Well, it tied in because my grandmother would have been 110 if she were still alive today. She did live to 103. And so I made the remark, I believe back in on November 30th, 2009, that grandma's birthday has not been kind to Notre Dame football coaches over the years. This one has a, a soft spot in my heart because of who's on guitar. But here we go. In order. Wanna Be Starting Something was the first single. Okay. Baby Be Mine was number two. Number three, Girl Is Mine with Paul McCartney. Great song. Number four, Thriller. Number five, this one right here, Beat It. Number six, Billie Jean. And again, this is why the 80s. Number seven, Human Nature. Number eight, PYT, Pretty Young Thing. And still holding the record, nine singles on one record, The Lady in My Life. Yeah. Nine singles. That were top 40. By the way, Eddie Van Halen's guitar solo in this song, take two. Take two. Pretty good. How about that? Nine singles that were top 40 or nine singles that were top 10 or? Uh, A couple of those were number one, but a couple of those were, were dogs. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
you get to a point where it's like, eh. But, I mean, nine singles off the album that did pretty well. I oh, mean, it's massive. Baby Be Mine, probably the worst of the bunch. Yeah. Well, uh, a slow tear went down my cheek this morning when I saw you weren't coming in, but I know you got a busy schedule. Today. Well, a slow tear goes down your cheek anytime this particular movie is mentioned. On this day in 1971, and I had it ready for you. Mm. I had... I still cry watching it today. Do you? Yeah. I watched the final six minutes this morning. The original. You have to watch the original. The remake, not nearly as good. Billy D. Williams, James Kahn, filmed on the campus of St. Joseph College in Rensselaer, Indiana. Some really? scenes filmed at Notre Dame Stadium. Really? Yes. Tell me more. Uh, St. Joseph College at Rensselaer used to be the Bears training camp. And right. so they filmed a lot there. And then for some of the uh, bench shots, I think Soldier Field was under renovation at the time. They were getting it ready because the Bears were going to move from Wrigley Field to Soldier Field. And so for some of the bench shots, they filmed it at Notre Dame Stadium. Now, did you see this when it was broadcast the first time? Yes. Really? And because I was only six when it was broadcast the first time, I had no idea the storyline behind Brian Piccolo. I just remember we're watching a movie and all of a sudden there's football stuff. So six-year-old Charlie Freebie perks up at that and watching and watching. And it's like, no, no, he can't die. No. Wasn't this, this was actually a, a, a hit song, wasn't it? Yeah, it Didn't became, it chart? Yeah, it did. And when you hit your knees tonight, I want you to say a prayer for Brian Piccolo because I love him and I want you to love him too. <laughs> Don't remember how he died, but remember how he lived. And he lived. By the way, James Conn, handsome man back in the day. Yeah. My I mean, goodness. You talk about a guy that's had a career. Godfather movies and then that one? Oh, yeah. Oh. Elf? Yeah. There you go. And uh, my understanding is Mr. Khan has some some stories. Does he? <laughs> he, he is one who can <laughs> hold court and regale. Regale Sayers. Is this a ring tone of yours? No, it's not. No. By the way, speaking of Gail Sayers, unfortunately, I think he's struggling with uh, a little bit of Alzheimer's these days. So mm. if you're the praying type, send one up for him. They're playing basketball. We love that basketball. They're playing basketball. You haven't even mentioned. I'm working tonight, people. I'm working here. That's why I thought I'd let you mention one of the greatest season rivalries. thirty. Season thirty of the forty-six game of the week. Pause button. What season of yours? This would be. I came here. My first basketball season was in the winter of two thousand five. So this would be five, six, seven, eight, nine. That's five, and then all the way up, and you carry the fourteen. Season fourteen of basketball. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, might even be season 15. Mm-hmm. I have to think about that. Anyway, it is season 15. Okay. Season 15 of basketball for me. So I've been here for half of them. Nagel's been here but for all but two that he missed because of illness. Um, so Elkhart Central and Elkhart Memorial tonight at Northside Gym in Elkhart, the big barn on Bristol Street. They'll probably have about 5,000 folks there, which is great to see. Uh, it is 
the a tremendous atmosphere to have early in the season gives a, a nice kickstart to the year for us. I honestly think Memorial's a much better team than Central this year. I'm not sure how close the actual game will be. Okay, Central has not shot the ball well, but this is their first home game. Found out yesterday, even though Northside Gym is their home court, they've only practiced there twice this year. Because? They're so young, it's difficult to get the players from the high school over to the gym. They don't have enough drivers. Oh, okay. So they practice a lot at Elkhart Central, and they came over to Northside last night. I thought they shot the ball very well at Northside, but when they were going through shooting drills, nobody really had a hand in their face either. So it's it's a little bit different when you're shooting a contested shot. Memorial has back four starters from a team that went to the Elite Eight last year, made a great tourney run. And it should be a fun one at NSG. What do you like to call more? Football, basketball, baseball? They're so they're all so different. Uh, football, I think there's a greater anticipation around here on a Friday night. Even though we're in Indiana, I think this is football country up here. And I think there's much more anticipation on Friday night for football games than there is for basketball games. Mm-hmm. Baseball is just, it, it's... It's really somebody giving you a blank canvas and you're really the challenges to paint the picture, especially because I do that on radio. I do football and basketball on TV. And I was reading an article this morning about Vin Scully and he turned 91 yesterday. Mm-hmm. Long time voice of the Dodgers. One of your favorites. And, and it talked about not only is he able to use his voice as an instrument, but he just has so many stories People used to bring their transistor radios to the games at Dodger Stadium and listen to Scully do the games. And players would say there were so many transistor radios in the stands, you could actually hear some of Scully doing the game while you're standing on the field. So Jerry Royce is pitching for the dot, for the Astros in 72. And he's out there on the mound, and he hears Vin in the middle of a story. So he steps off the rubber, plays with the rosin bag a little bit, lets Vin finish the story, and then steps back up on the rubber. I just got chills. That's quite, wow. Wow. Isn't, isn't that a great story? Yes, that's awesome. I love hearing that. That's just how much respect people had for this guy. And and the thing about Scully is he is a he's just such a gentleman, too. So he's standing in the clubhouse one day. He's talking to a couple of the players, and his phone rings. He says, gentlemen, please excuse me. And and uh, one of the players hears him say, oh, hello, dear. Yes, dear. Yes, I'll take care of it. And he, and he hangs up and he says, gentlemen, we have a little tradition in our house that uh, when one of the grandchildren is having a birthday, I call and sing happy birthday to them. So would you please excuse me? And he goes into the, into the player's shower area and calls up his grandchild and sings, Happy birthday with that marvelous baritone yeah. that Scully has. I don't know if you... He only sang Take Me Out to the Ball Game once at Wrigley. Hmm. But when he sang it, it was like listening to a member of the Glee Club. So you'll uh, you'll go through all these player profiles tonight. You'll, you'll have all that extra stuff to paint well, the picture for us as well. I told you the one the other day about a young man named Bracton Miller. Yes from Elkhart Memorial, who trains the harness ponies. Then uh, Memorial has another player named Darjan Lewis. Well, the name Lewis in Elkhart means a lot because his uncle Walter was a heck of a player at Memorial and scored 1,140 points in his career. 
So we can talk about that. We can talk about Kyle Sears, the Memorial Coach Bringle Award winner, which goes to the Outstanding Male Athlete in Elkhart. He won that his senior year of high school. Went on to a great career at Bethel. And he is one of two players in the city of Elkhart history who have both played and coached for an Elkhart team in a basketball regional. Hmm. The other being Dean Foster. That's a fun fact. Yeah. Uh, other high school games tonight, by the way. Give it to me. You've got Plymouth at South Bend Adams. Plymouth is 3-0. and Washington goes to LaPorte. LaPorte has started its season with three straight South Bend teams. That could be interesting. Warsaw is undefeated. They're going to Homestead. Doug Ogle, the Warsaw coach, looking for his 250th career win tonight. So those are some other games of interest. Mishawaka opens the season tonight in the cave, the oldest gym still active in Indiana, and they'll take on the Red Hawks of Goshen. Get your yak on. 106 points, skins. <laughs> Skinny dipping. That's the fact, yak. The Sports Yak Podcast, wherever you listen or download podcasts. Personal life, anything fun to look forward to this weekend? Uh, hopefully recovering from this cold. Yes. That would be fun for me. You going to watch Garth Brooks on Sunday night? Yes, definitely. What time is that on so I make sure I don't miss it? Stand by. I know he's been on the big media tour this week. I've seen a lot of the interviews and speaks very highly of the experience here, which I would expect him to because he wants people to watch the show. Sunday night, 8 o'clock. That's on CBS. All right. It could be a little bit later if they have the uh, NFL doubleheader. I'm not sure. Okay, the Chicago Bears. Oh, I love the Bears. They're on the road. They travel to New York. New York is a train wreck. It really is a train wreck. I'm not going to call this a blowout. I'm just taking the Chicago Bears to win on the road against the Giants. So pick the Bears to beat the Giants. Go Bears. I'm Jimmy Shorts. Let's go on. Jim picks the Bears. I would have to pick the Bears as well. I like the Colts this week at Jacksonville to win their sixth straight. Don't know who the Lions are playing. Don't care. What happened last night? Yeah, I was surprised at that one. Boy, I, I flip over from, I was watching the Notre Dame-Iowa game, and then I caught the end of the last days of night on ESPN. Oh, a uh, quick grade? Uh, give it a B. I think there might have been some revisionist history in there. Okay. And then I flip over, and Cowboys have the Saints down 10 nothing at halftime. Actually, 13 nothing at halftime. And went to bed thinking, well, maybe the Saints will come back. And they don't. They lose 13-10, only their second loss of the season. And that was a game the Cowboys really had to have to stay in front of the NFC East. Are we ready to wrap this bad boy up? I think we are. Let's see if I can, like I did back in the 80s, hit the post on this one. All right. That about does it for this broadcast of Sports Yak. You can follow us on the Twitter at Sports Yak with two Ks. You got your Instagram, Sports Yak with two Gays. Two K's? Two K's? Why two K's? You're on the Twitter as well, aren't you? Yes, I am at 46 Sports. And you can always email the program, thesportsyak, two K's at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Hit that subscribe button, and we'll talk to you on Monday. Hey, little sister, what have you done? Hey, little sister, who's the only one? Sports Yak is on the Studio DNA Podcast Network.
Sports Yak is brought to you by Big and Tall Outlet on Napanee Street in Elkhart and at BigandTallOutlet.com. This is Jimmy Shorts. Not good. I don't care what the neighbors say. Christmas time is near. I don't care what anyone says. Christmas is full of cheer. All I know is a Santa sleigh is making its way to the USA. I wish it was Christmas today. Let's go. 